politicians are the virus. Yeah, man, maybe I am dumb. You think you're free? You think you're free just because you can't see the cage they keep you in? Fauci jerked off a pangolin, and now we all have COVID. It's us against them, guys. Get out there and spread that love and liberty. Let's go. Hey, guys, in the next couple weeks, we got a couple... We got four great shows coming up. We got Charles Hoskinson. He's the inventor of Ethereum and Cardano cryptocurrencies and blockchains. We got Mark Clare, the owner of Lions of Liberty Network. He's amazing. We got Dr. Molly James. She's been on the front lines fighting COVID, and she's going to make us all aware of all kinds of lies we've been told about COVID, confirming things we've been telling you. And finally, we got Dr. Mateus Desmet. And I'm super excited about him. He's the, he's the doctor who coined the phrase mass formation psychosis that you definitely heard in the discussion between Robert Malone and Dr. Joe Rogan. I think it's fair to call him Dr. Joe Rogan now after, after all he's been through and how many people he's helped. Anyway, all of those are going to be on the podcast in the next two weeks. So very excited about all that. Please tune in. Please subscribe at The Dad Presents on Spotify, iTunes, Twitter, and Rumble. And then at Super Bad Dad on YouTube for as long as we're there. Uh, please subscribe, guys. Don't be freeloaders like my schizophrenic ex-brother-in-law, Peter. Dude spent two years working at my business and collecting a check for doing nothing until one day he was driving me down the 405 freeway to a meeting and he said, Hey, Matt, did you know that I can leave my body and walk on the surface of the sun? And I said, uh, no, Peter, I didn't know that. And he said, you want me to show you right now? And I said, well, Peter, maybe show me after you park the car. Peter was a freeloader until my wife's sister divorced him. And then I got to fire him. And that was a wonderful day. But don't be a freeloader like Peter. Go subscribe, please. So guys, what's going on in the world today? Ugh, so much. So much is going on, but I'll tell you what, our children are continuing to fight the battles that we should be fighting for them. We've got another brave young girl again this week taking the fight to the state, taking the fight to the state that parents and teachers should be taking to the state. These young girls are doing our dirty work and good for them. Listen. Nothing I can do anymore. So I, this makes me so angry. It literally ruined our lives, and nobody, sp nobody spoke about it at all. And the commentators, they had union reps come on and say, this is what the school should have put in place, and they didn't care about what this did to us. And this is the first time I've ever spoken about it on TV because I knew that I'd cry about it, but I literally watched and felt like my entire life was falling apart because of what this government did to young people, and nobody cares. Not one person has cared about children in this pandemic. They think, oh, let's throw... Why are we putting masks on them when people can go to football stadiums and they can go to theatres and play Nadim Zahawi sitting there at the teaching walls with no masks, and yet we're disrespecting kids? This pandemic will finish. The damage this has done for us is forever, and we'll never get it back. Wow. Heartbreaking, right? children's lives have been ruined kids are depressed and damaged and and they feel like no one's listening to them or cares and i understand why they feel that way i get it and and why why what was all of this for 
to give a false sense of security to a few administrators? We, we broke our children and taught them how to fall in line and be obedient. Was that the point? You just wanted to teach them to be subservient? Why didn't parents fight back against this tyrannical nonsense? And will they start to fight now? Why do the kids have to fight these battles? There's a, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of amongst us who should be ashamed. R- really. I'm not saying that's you. You guys are listening to the show. I know you're fighting in your schools and I appreciate it because we are starting to win the fight and we would not be winning unless enough people were fighting. So if you're one of the people who have been fighting the power, thank you. The way we've treated the kids and the little regard we've held for, for what they want, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. We've, we've not paid them one bit of attention. Nobody's asked the kids, what do you want? embarrassing. It's no wonder that kids rebel against adults. It's because they don't feel listened to. I remember being a teen. I remember feeling exactly like that. I remember feeling like how I felt didn't matter. And I think that's how a lot of kids feel. And I think COVID has proven that. We didn't listen. Or I should say a lot of us didn't listen. Some people who have tuned out reality for the last couple years Omicron has put it right in their face and they're starting to come to their sense with this stuff and that's terrific. But some people have just been permanently broken. We got broken people out there. COVID paranoia and too much CNN just fucking broke their brains. It's like they were lulled into a state of hypnosis by Gavin Newsom's beautiful hair and soothing voice. But instead of Gavin using his superpowers for good, he used it to break their brains. And these people are never going to be well here again. There's so many of them out here in California. I took a walk today to clear my head. I walk every day. I like to walk. I'm a walker, right? I used to be a runner. Now my knees are old. I'm a walker. So I walk every day. Passing a young mother and her very young son. I would say they were, she was probably mid-30s and he was about five. They're coming towards me. I'm on the sidewalk. I'm approaching them. I break out my friendly smile, you know, so I can be like a a good neighbor. I start smiling. And as they're getting closer, she grabs him by the back of the head, tucks his chin to his chest, tucks her head down, and they sprint by me. I was, I was shocked. And I didn't, you know, I didn't even notice as they were coming towards me that they were wearing masks because frankly, it's become so normal here to see people walking outside alone with masks on that I don't even notice it anymore. So she runs by and I'm so shocked that I like turned around to look. And after she got to a safe distance, maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 feet, she stops, turns back to look at me and gives me a dirty look and shook her head, right? And I assume, I can only assume she was upset with me because I didn't get off the sidewalk and give her an appropriate amount of space to walk by. I really don't know. I don't know. But the point is, that's a broken woman and that's a child who's never going to have a normal life. That's a woman who probably hasn't had any social activity in two years and a child who's not played with other children in two years. That kid is fucked. His mom thought she's been protecting him all this time. But she's damaged him. And at some point, she's going to have to come to terms with that reality. 
Now, of course, I'm making a lot of assumptions. Maybe he's been a perfectly normal kid for the last two years. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I creeped him out and she had to run him by me because I look like a child predator. I don't know. But I look, I feel like I look pretty friendly and normal. I don't know. Sad. Speaking of broken people, I've, I've never brought this up on the show, but Maddie Boy here used to be a novelist. I've got two published novels. One is a memoir. One is a, your standard fictional novel. And that one was my first book. It came out in about 2005, and it is called Broken. And it's relevant because it's about people who are broken. And I'm seeing it's more relevant now than ever. There's nothing about a pandemic in that book, but it's about people who have experienced tragedy and are broken. And we've got that in spades out here in California right now. So go to Amazon, Google J. Matthew Nespoli. My first name is actually Joseph. Don't know if you know that. And you'll find it. Buy it. I'd appreciate that. Anyway, that lady that ran by me, she's not even the worst of the broken COVID people. Not even close. There's so many of them. Listen to this mask meltdown here. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. What, are you, what are you guys doing? Get out. Get out. What are you guys doing? Get out. Don't touch me. Don't you have to do touch me. Get out. Do not touch me. Do not touch me. Oh, did you just hit me? Did you just hit me? You just hit me. You just hit me. You just hit me. You too? Black lives matter. Yo, this is great. Wow. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Stop. Yo, stop. Stop recording. I don't know you. Yo, you need to stop. Get out. I'm not getting out. I was here. Yes, you are. Now, look, if you're just tuning into this episode on iTunes or Spotify, I want you to turn off this episode and go to Rumble. Not putting this one on YouTube. It'll get taken down. Go to Rumble. Find The Dad Presents. Watch this episode just for that video because it's amazing. It's amazing. That video is amazing. We've got a racist white lady, clearly a CNN Democrat watcher right? And she's freaking out because a black guy with no mask is getting on the elevator with him. She punches the black man. She punches him and starts yelling, black lives matter while she's hitting him. She's hitting him and she's yelling, black lives matter. That's how broken and crazy society has gotten. Of course, this Karen has not been canceled like any any other. If you're a Republican or if you're a Trump voter and you get caught on video doing something like that, your life's over. This hasn't been seen by the mainstream media. Why? She gets a pass. Why does she get a pass? Well, because she's a racist Democrat. You can be a racist Democrat. They don't care if you're racist or sexist or if you pollute the environment. They don't even care if you follow their COVID rules. We've seen so many examples of celebrities breaking those. All they care about is that you vote the right way. That woman votes the right way, so she gets a pass. I didn't know, like I didn't know before this video that you're allowed to slap around a black person so long as you yell Black Lives Matter while you're doing it. It's good information to have, really, moving forward. That's good to know, right? And I, and I wonder if that technique works with other things in life. I don't know. Like, like, can I go out tonight in beautiful Hermosa Beach and find a beautiful, curvy, 22-year-old Latina and take her home and make love to her? As long as while I'm giving her the business, I yell out, I love my wife. Like, like right when I'm about to 
hit that point, I scream, oh, my wife is so pretty. Does that get me? Does that get me off? Am I okay? Or can I go, can I go to Skid Row? Can I get my car right now, drive down to Skid Row, buy some heroin, get a syringe, and shoot it into my veins, and I'm good as long as I shout, just say no, and I shoot it in my veins, just say no, feels so good. Can I I go rob a jewelry store? If I shout, can can I grab a hammer and smash up the counter and take the diamonds out of it as long as I shout, blue lives matter, can I do that? I don't know. Actually, that last one's a dumb question. That that is a dumb question because everybody in California, we know that stealing is now legal. So of course I can do that. I don't need to shout anything. I can just go do it because you're allowed to steal here. It's not illegal anymore. And I'm not even exaggerating. That's not any kind of misinformation. You can steal as long as you only steal $899 worth of stuff. Okay. I actually had my, my son say to me, hey, hey, dad, why don't we just go steal some stuff? He, he said that. And the only argument I could give him was because, well, it's not right. But I couldn't tell him, well, you're going to get in trouble because he won't. Now, let me ask, why do you think that old racist Democrat CNN watching lady was so afraid of that black man? Because I'm pretty sure, even though she's a racist, I'm pretty sure she's been on an elevator with a black man before and didn't freak out like that. Now, that is speculation. Maybe she freaks out every time a black man gets near her. I don't know. I'm guessing she's been around black people and she's been fine. What I believe is that she lost her shit because her head has been filled by propaganda and lies. Misinformation about COVID has been sweeping the world for a couple years because a few very rich and powerful people have complete control of the narrative and they're accumulating ungodly fortunes from spreading their misinformation. In my small social circle, which has gotten smaller every day for the last two years since I've started putting these messages out and whatever, it's fine. The real friends stick around. But so many of my friends have said, Uh, The masks don't bother me. Why do you make such a big deal about the masks? Or or then they're even taking next level and they're saying, my kids don't even mind the masks. Why do you always bring it up? And, you know, I usually just shrug that off. But now what I say, because I'm getting more aggressive. I'm getting more aggressive because we're winning and it's time to put our boots on their neck. What I say now is, well, It should bother you because these masks are harming your children. But let's just pretend for a second that masks are actually completely harmless. For this exercise, let's just pretend they're harmless. You still can't accept them. The cloth masks do very, very, very little, if anything, to stop transmission. Pretty much nothing. And if you accept mask mandates... Then you're going to be hit with vaccine mandates, which we've already been hit with. If you accept vaccine mandates, like many are, then you're going to get digital vaccine passports on your phone. We've already seen that in other countries. It's already here. Digital vaccine passports, you know, that's what these truckers in Canada are talking about. We're talking about that in a minute. That's what they're protesting. Digital passports mean the government 
can control you for any reason that they want, for anything. What do I mean? So let's say you're a big fatty fatster and you got diabetes and you go to the grocery store because you want some motherfucking chocolate chip cookies. And damn it, you want some cookies, you deserve some cookies. You had a hard week. So you're going to go to the store, you want to get some cookies, you want to get some beer, you want to bring it home, you want to watch a football game. Well, you go to the checkout line and the cashier, she scans your digital government passport and guess what? Red light beeps. Sorry. Sorry, fatty. You can't have those cookies. Government says so. That can happen. No. That will happen. That will definitely happen if these digital vaccine passports become reality here in America. It will happen. Unquestionably. Government never gives power back to the people. It only takes it away and it keeps it until there's a revolution. Not my opinion. That's world history 101. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't sound that bad to you. Maybe you think it's a good idea that government helps us eat healthy, helps people keep their diabetes under control, all that. Maybe you like having a daddy tell you what you can do and what you can't do. Okay, fine. But what about when you go to the gas station to buy gas, but your digital passport won't let you get gas because you've already driven a thousand miles that month and that's your limit to protect the environment. How are you going to feel about that? And how are you going to feel when ESG scores become a thing? Do you know what they are? Have you? Ha- we've talked about them here. Do you know what ESG scores are? You should. If you don't know, then you're failing the dad presents. So you need to go back and watch some shows and get up to speed. ESG scores are environmental social grades. They have them in China. And our banks have already been getting hit with them. It's a score you get that is a combination of many factors like the appropriateness of your social media posts, who you're hanging out with, who your friends are, whether or not you're buying products that are environmentally conscious, how many miles you drive and pollute the atmosphere, etc. So, you know, you're, you're a young guy, you're 25, uh, you were in college, and in college, you, you drank a lot and you said some shit on social media trying to be funny. Turns out some people didn't like that. You meet a girl, you get married, you knock her up, you got to buy a house. So you go to the bank. You got great credit. You got a great job. You worked hard. You got a good job. You're making six figures, dude, at 25. Good for you. Good for you, man. Okay, so you go to get that loan so you can put a roof over your baby's head. Bank won't give you a loan because guess what? Your ESG score, too low, bro, because of those social media posts. Sorry, man. Stop eating meat. Stop eating meat. Get your environmental score up a little higher. Stop eating meat, polluting the atmosphere. Come back in a few months when your ESG score is higher. It's happening. It's going to happen. That will happen if digital passports become a reality. It will happen. It's a certainty. That's the Great Reset. And I know you hear that term all the time and bells go off in your head and you think, Ding, 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 conspiracy theory. This guy's crazy. But why? why? Why is that where your brain goes? Why do you think it's a conspiracy theory? There's a very long list of ideas that were labeled crazy conspiracy theory that we then learned over time 
a decade or two later, they were actually 100% accurate. When all the, when all the facts and the, and the government documents become declassified, oh, that actually did happen. We actually did fake an attack on ourselves in the Gulf of Tonkin to get ourselves in the Vietnam War. Did you know that the actual term conspiracy theory was created by the FBI themselves in order to confuse people and keep them off their scent? They created that during Operation Paperclip. Operation Paperclip itself is a conspiracy theory that we know is true from government documents that have come out. And what that was is the FBI infiltrating itself into the media to get the messages out there that they wanted. So if you get a chance to go back and listen to old episodes, go back to episodes 72 and 74. They're titled Us Against Them, Volume 1 and Volume 2. This is where I started rattling off facts of conspiracy theories that proved out to be true. Lots of them. I was going to do four of these episodes, but I wasn't very good at talking at that time. That was almost two years ago, and I sucked harder at this then than I do now. Like, I was uncomfortably bad at talking with my mouth. But the information in those shows is spot on and researched. So check it out. You'd be shocked how many conspiracy theories were nothing of the sort. They were not theories. They were just flat out conspiracies. Anyway, when world leaders like Bill Gates and Al Gore and Mark Zuckerberg and George Soros, and your president start using terms like build back better and never let a tragedy go to waste. That's courtesy of Dick Cheney and Hillary Clinton. Doesn't matter what side of the aisle they come on. And terms like, phrases like, we can redesign society better. When they start saying things like that, when you hear world leaders talking like that, you better fucking listen because they mean it. They mean it. How about the, the, the leader of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab? Have you heard this creepy billionaire? He wrote an entire book about the Great Reset called The Great Reset. That's the title of the book. He's not hiding shit. And he lays out how it will happen and why it's good. And he's not just some wackadoodle billionaire. He is the head of the World Economic Forum. And they got a lot of power. He's all over the media saying creepy things like this. This dude straight up seems like a, like a super villain from a Marvel movie. Like when you listen to his videos with his weird accent, you wouldn't be surprised one bit to learn that he spilled a vial of chemically re-engineered bear DNA on himself and morphed into like a bear-human hybrid monster that, that Iron Man had to swoop in and take out, right? He, like he doesn't seem like a real person. Listen. So in terms of changing our mindset. And here, um, uh, what is at the forefront is to create a new model, a new concept, a new uh, definition of capitalism. Uh, capitalism in the old uh, definition comprises only financial capital. But actually, human and social capital is as, and of course, natural capital is as important. My guy has more money than everybody you know, multiplied by a million. But he's not sold on capitalism? And he thinks that real capitalism isn't just about finances, it's also about social capital. 
social capital, ESG. That's an ESG score, social capitalism. He's telling you, he's straight up telling you he wants one world world government. He wants socialism, but only for a minute as a pit stop on its way to communism. And he wants communism worldwide, and he wants to be the one in charge. Now, honestly, I don't know if that dude and guys like him think a communist world would be a better place for all of us, if they're just dumb and they've not read their history books, or if they're frothing at the mouth over the idea of controlling the entire world. I'm guessing it's probably the latter, but I don't know and I don't care. All I know that is that these are horrific ideas. And if we love our kids, I love my kids. I want them to live in a world where they're free, where they can go do what they want when they want, as long as they're not hurting anybody. So if that's what you want for your kids, we got to fight this bullshit with everything we have because it is a real and present danger in society right now. They are using COVID to usher in everything they want that has ever gotten them wet in the panties. Look, man, just look at recent history here in America, the attack on the World Trade Center. That attack had nothing to do with Iraq. Nothing. Nobody in the attack was from Iraq. They weren't trained in Iraq. Nothing to do with Iraq, but somehow they used that to convince the American people that they had to go attack Iraq as step one in their plan to taking over the entire Middle East as they had laid out a decade earlier. They saw an opportunity. They saw a tragedy. Let's not let this tragedy go to waste. Execute our plan. The housing crash in 2008 caused a massive recession from unethical banking laws. Unethical banking laws caused the crash. Government intervention where they decided, hey, we're going to give a loan to anybody for any reason for equity to help more minorities get homes. We'll give a loan to anybody. And we're going to let the banks give loans that are interest only for a few years to help people get off their feet. Well, then those interest only loans became regular loans and people who could afford their $500 a month interest payment suddenly couldn't afford their $2,500 a month payment. And their credit was shit. They shouldn't have gotten a loan, but they got them. And so guess what? The entire housing market fell apart. Banks got rich on these loans, and then the Federal Reserve rushes in, prints about $5 trillion over four years. They said the bailouts were $800 billion, more like $5 trillion, and then they literally gave it to themselves. The Federal Reserve, the board members, they are the heads of the banks. Print the money, gave it to themselves. So the banks got rich three times on that. They got rich, number one, from these terrible loans that shouldn't have been made. They got rich, number two, when everybody lost their homes, the banks repossessed them cheaply and then sold them back to you five and six years later. And number three, all that bailout money. Government created a tragedy and then government took advantage of the tragedy they created to improve their own situation. COVID mandates, right? These mandates are not about protecting you from COVID. They're using COVID to usher in the Great Reset. Listen. We have a chance to reset the clock and build back better than before. To build back better than before. Remember the the terrible damage of COVID as we try to build back from this uh, global pandemic. 
Joe Biden calls it Build Back Better. Build Back Better. Building Back Better. To do things differently. To build back better. We're going to build it back better. And build it back better. To my plan to build back better. Uh, start taking all the problems that have been created in right. education and mental health and start to, to build back in a positive way. Build back better is the great reset. Let's just be real. That's what it is. Is a world run by these freak shows a world you want to raise your children in? Is it a world you want to see your grandkids grow up in? It's not what I want. I moved to California in 1998 with probably $50 in my pocket. I had a hundred grand of debt to the government for my shit education. I spent $25 on a fax machine and started a business out of my apartment. I spent 60 hours a week for probably a decade building a new business that became successful, became a leader in the industry in Los Angeles, and then I sold it for a lot of money. I lived very modestly for most of my life. I didn't spend money I didn't have. I didn't do all that work just so the government could steal that money back from me through inflation and taxation. Nah, dude. I'm a simple man and I don't need shit to be happy, right? I need good people around me and some a, a few good times to be paid for. I built all that for family to have security. I want my kids to have a good starting place after I'm gone, my grandkids. That's why I did that. And now these fucking dirtbags want to push us all into poverty and make us government slaves, man. And I, I don't necessarily mean that literally. We're not going to be in chains and be getting whipped, but we're all going to be constantly chasing our tail in an economy where the money we make is worth less tomorrow than it was when they gave it to us today. And the amount of debt we have grows. And we will be dependent on government to fix the problem they created for us. If we end up with one world bank, which is what the Federal Reserve is likely to become. G. Edward Griffin wrote the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. We had him on the show. Go back and listen to that podcast as well. That's what they want. The Federal Reserve controls all of our, our entire banking policy here in America. It's horrible. Now imagine that on a global scale. If they get that, they will be able to control the entire world and make us dependent. We will have, it, it's over at that point. Give up. Cryptocurrency is the best way to fight against that. But we'll do that in another episode with, with uh, my guy next week, Charles Hoskinson. Anyway, all that is a very long-winded way of telling you why you need to reject mask mandates. See, there we go, full circle. May not seem connected to you, but it is. They don't steal all your freedoms in one big home run swing. It's death to freedom by a million tiny cuts. It's the frog who gets boiled alive, who never even attempts to escape the pot because he doesn't realize he's being cooked to death because the temperature is slowly turned up. They've been slowly turning up the temperature on American society for a hundred years. As I've said a million times, the emperor has no clothes. 
These power-hungry monsters, they got no power over us to enforce any of this. They don't have the resources to enforce all of this if we reject it in mass. 20% of the population rejects all this and says no. Their plan is fuckskied. And some of you brave warriors are. We are not the minority. We are the silent majority. I'm not the silent majority. I'm a, I'm a big mouth. Most people feel like this is getting crazy. We're the majority. In the media, they create the illusion that we're the minority. They attempt to silence voices of team freedom and make you think you're in the minority for wanting freedom. You're not in the minority. We're going to win. This Canadian trucker situation, we got 50,000 truckers driving across Ottawa protesting these mandates, protesting that they can't cross the border without showing their passport. Watch this video. 16,000 truckers may be out of work thanks to Canada's new vaccine mandate. That's what's driving the Freedom Convoy, and that's why it's happening right now. It's made up of hundreds of truck drivers rallying against this mandate, and they're getting support from fellow truckers in the U.S. Brian Isley is an operations manager at Maine Expedited Freight Group and joins us now. Brian, this is pretty impressive. There is a convoy 12 miles long now that blazed through Maine into Canada, ringing Ottawa, demanding an end to the vaccine mandate. Why should we care about this? Good morning, Brian. Thanks for having me on. This is a great opportunity to make sure that everybody is aware that things things aren't going to get much easier if guys can't cross the border as easily as they used to. You talk about, you know, people having to choose between six remaining loaves of bread on the shelf, uh, the 600 to $700 billion worth of goods could be transferred between Canada, and the United States. If even 10% of that was to be disrupted because guys can't cross the border because they didn't take a jab that they may or may not agree with, even if they have it, you know, it's, it's not a matter of these people, being for or against it, the the mandate that is keeping these guys from crossing the border is going to make things a lot harder to find good product, if product at all. Those bad boys are superheroes, man. Find out how you can support them and get involved. If any of you know any trucker personally involved with that, please have them email Matt at the Dad Presents so that I can get them on the show, number one, to get that voice out a little bit more. And number two, I want to get personally involved, whatever I can do. And now listen to what prime jackass, prime butt boy, prime minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau has to say about it. It's important to underline that close to 90% of truckers in this country are vaccinated, like close to 90% of Canadians. Over the past many months and years now, Canadians have stepped up to protect each other, to protect our frontline workers, to protect our elders, to protect our young people, to protect people like truckers who are putting food on our grocery store shelves. Canadians have stepped up to do the right thing to protect the freedoms and the rights of Canadians to get back to the things we love to do. We know the way through this pandemic is by getting everyone vaccinated. And the overwhelming majority, close to 90% of Canadians, have done exactly that. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable 
views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Dude, that clip fills my heart with rage. It fills my heart with a burning desire to go find that pretty boy and shit down his throat. 90% of Canadians, he says, 90% of Canadians. Well, I've heard that 90% of Canadians also want to shit down that pretty boy's throat. Is he a life-size Ken doll created in the same factory as Gavin Newsom? Is he, is he a moron? Or is he being paid by the pharmaceutical companies? 90% of Canadians are vaccinated, yet it hasn't stopped COVID. So vaccinating this last 10% of people, that's going to stop it? Grocery stores are literally going bare. My wife went to three places for chicken last week and couldn't find any. Three grocery stores, zero chicken. So Justin, rather than giving in to these brave heroes, these truckers, rather than giving in to their demands and getting rid of this mandate for them, he'd rather starve his citizens to death. If they can't travel as they need, not going to be any chicken on the shelves. So instead of providing freedom of choice, butt boy is going to demand these passports and he's going to say that he's doing it in the interest of protecting freedom. That's your argument. You're requiring COVID passports in the interest of protecting freedom. How do you, what does that gobbledygook even mean? What does that even mean? How do you even get that out of your mouth without laughing on TV? 90% of Canadians got the shot because they support freedom or did 90% of Canadians follow your direct orders because they didn't think they had a choice in it, which they don't, bro. Justin, does a coyote eat a cat and shit out a manatee? Do we make babies by sitting on chicken eggs? Are you capable of any logic or is it all just, you just pull random thoughts out of the atmosphere and patch them together and create some gobbledygook that makes no sense and roll with it? The only thing standing in the way of freedom is you, motherfucker. It's a small minority of truckers holding an unacceptable view. What? Mr. Fighting for Freedom, Justin Don't Touch My Hair Trudeau thinks there are certain opinions you're not free to have in the interest of protecting freedom. You're free but you're not free to hold the unacceptable view that you should be free to decline the vaccination. Huh? How did that, how does a guy like that get into power? Did he just woo all of you with his pretty boy smile? He says these truckers are a small minority. They're a small minority, but he's going to persecute this minority. Hey guys. It's acceptable to attack this minority. Go attack this minority. Punch down on this minority. Justin, open butthole Trudeau, attacks minorities. Let's get that message out there. Justin beats up on minorities. Actually, I heard it's the only way he can get hard anymore is by beating on minorities. Beating on minorities 
gets Justin Trudeau hard like that CNN watching racist white lady in the elevator. Let's roll that narrative out there. Not going to put this one on YouTube. (laughs) Truckers, I love you, man. Power to the people. Hold the line. I'm proud of you. We're proud of you. Tell me how I can help. These power-hungry monsters, they've captured Hollywood. They've captured the media. They've captured all the big business. And they will force our message into submission if they can. The pharmaceutical companies want to shut down our message. Most recently, they're trying to cancel Joe Rogan. Okay, we saw them come up with some bullshit a couple weeks ago, a fake list of 260 doctors who wanted Joe Rogan's pulled from Spotify. Well, of course, as all these stories unfold, naturally, it was a lie. It wasn't 260 doctors. There were a few doctors on there, but there's a lot of podcasters and and, uh, physical therapists and shit like that. I'm a physical therapist, right? Not a doctor. They wanted to cancel Rogan. That attempt failed. Now, this week, we see Neil Yogan, Neil Yogan, Neil Young wanting Rogan canceled from Spotify. Neil Young is threatening to pull music from Spotify over Joe Rogan's vaccine misinformation. In a now-deleted letter sent to his manager, the COO of Warner Bros. Records, Young threatened to pull his extensive catalog from Spotify in protest. He said, I'm doing this because Spotify is spreading fake information about vaccines, potentially causing death to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them. He said immediately today he wanted all his music off the platform and that they can have Joe Rogan or Neil Young, not both. Joe Rogan Experience Podcast has a long record of peddling false information on COVID-19. He signed a $100 million deal with Spotify in 2020. Earlier this month, nearly 300 U.S. doctors signed Scientists, healthcare professionals, and professors send an open letter in concern of the podcast. This makes me want to laugh and cry and just poopy in my pants all at the same time. One of Neil Young's biggest hits is Keep On Rockin' in the Free World. That's the title. It's a rockin' song. It's a great song for freedom and protest. Does dude not see the irony here? I mean, it's almost comical. 1967 Neil Young would write a protest song about 2022 Neil Young. 1967 Neil Young wrote a bunch of hit protest song about free speech. Literally about free speech, bro. Anyway, Spotify considered Neil Young's threat on free speech and then they took his music down and I love it. I love it. I don't know if Spotify is taking a stand for freedom or just backing the man who makes them more money, most likely the latter. Most likely it was a money decision. Uh, Joni Mitchell just asked for her music to be taken down. I don't know if it's been taken down yet, but I'm sure it will be. And I'm sure there's going to be more artists to do the same. And I don't know how many artists will have to ask to get their music taken down before Spotify caves and decides it's a better financial decision to get rid of Rogan. At some point, there is that point. So they may actually cancel Joe Rogan. That might happen. But at least this round, free speech beat censorship. We're winning. They are losing. We are the winners. They're the losers. We have losers. We have losers. They're losers. They're just losers. She suffers from a thing called loser's remorse. She lost. New Year. Let's go, Ace. New Year. Neil Young inspired millions with his protest songs. My favorite band of all time, Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder. They close every concert. I have seen 27, 28 Pearl Jam concerts. They close every one of those with Neil Young's Keep on Rockin' in the Free World. 
makes me sad that this is how that man feels about free speech. If enough artists do want their songs removed, they're going to cancel Rogan. Joe Rogan gets on his podcast and he rants about the importance of freedom and choice. And he gets 60 million downloads even after YouTube canceled him. CNN doesn't have a single host who gets a million while spewing their misinformation and propaganda. People want to be free. People want to be safe. Yes, but people are starting to realize that freedom equals safety. And you know, last weekend I said Joe Rogan is the best to ever do this. And he is, it's unquestionable. And the fact that he used to call himself a liberal and has kind of stopped doing that and and can now see that the word liberal is no longer associated with people who believe in freedom, that's an amazing and important change and revelation he came to. Most on the left haven't yet reached that conclusion. They've not yet realized that the word liberal is now one that is associated with tyrannical authoritarians. I think most people on the left, most people who call themselves liberals, they do it because they associate liberals with empathy and compassion. And they consider themselves empathetic and compassionate people. And for the most part, they are, they're good people, but they're being fooled. They're buying a bill of goods and they don't realize it. Joe Rogan is a huge asset for the fight for liberty right now. He's the best. I suck at this. I can barely form full sentences. But this fight needs every one of us. It needs Joe Rogan's 10 million followers, and it needs that Dad Presents 10,000 weekly listeners. So keep supporting Voices for Freedom. Get involved. Please subscribe to the Joe Rogan Podcast on Spotify. Please subscribe to the Dad Presents. We will be censored. You saw you saw Facebook and YouTube censor the Dad Presents just three weeks ago when we had a doctor on. We will not win without massive support. So please subscribe. If you've listened to episodes and you've enjoyed them, if you've not enjoyed them, if you think I suck, but you, you agree with the message of freedom, subscribe. Subscribe to my show. Subscribe to all shows out there who are putting out messages like this. You got Liberty Lockdown. You got uh, the Naturalist Capitalist. You got Lions for Liberty. Subscribe to these shows. Support them, please. What a, a disappointment Neil Young is. What a disappointment so many artists who I used to look up to for their artistry and also the way they would bravely take a stand. Musicians when I was a kid in the 90s, they used to stick their middle finger in the air at the establishment and tell them to fuck off. Rage Against the Machine, NWA, Fuck the Police, Pink Floyd, No FX. I mean, so many, so many artists and musicians of my generation were out there, you know, talking about power to the people and fight. Today, most artists have become cowardly mouthpieces for the elites. There's a, st- a few out there who are still fighting. You got Ariel Pink, who we had on the show a few weeks ago. You've got Joy Villa and Zuby and Granger Smith, all of whom have been on this show. And then you've got comedians like Joe Rogan and Dave Smith and others. But Kid Rock, he might be the biggest name left in rock and roll who is still fighting the power. I want you to listen to the new jam he just put out.
Now, just like I've told you, I enjoy Limp Bizkit and I'm not ashamed of it. I enjoy Kid Rock. I enjoy him. He cracks me up. His personality is hilarious. He's larger than life. And he makes some absolute bangers. He just does. He just does. He makes some fun music. Now that song, We the People, frankly, not a great song. It's not. I wanted it to be the best song of all time when I saw the title. It's not that great. But I've not heard a song out there that better encapsulates how I feel about the elite who have controlled us in the last two years. And I am so grateful that Kid Rock put that song out there. I'm so grateful he had the balls to do it. I'm glad he said he's not going to do any shows on any venues where they require a vaccine. And I'm hoping that song goes straight to number one. And I would not be surprised one bit if it did. That's how we win. We win by putting messages out there. We win by refusing to comply. We win by making noise with our money. Okay, if you've not yet subscribed to Spotify, subscribe, get an account. I bought a lot of shares this week. Personally cost me a lot of money because it went in the shitter. But I'm gonna support a company who is doing the right things. And that's how you fight tyranny. In the past few weeks, we've had the CDC admit that natural immunity is more effective than the vaccine. We've had Fauci admit that cloth masks don't work so good. We've heard tons of mainstream people conclude that lockdowns don't stop the spread of an aerosol disease. All things that Dad Presents told you two years ago. I'm loving right now how everything I learned in my 1994 undergrad microbiology class is now being validated. Things that I knew to be true in April 2020 are now being validated by Fauci and the rest of them. All I want to know is, am I smarter than Dr. Fauci, who is just now realizing these things I told you two years ago? Am I smarter than him? Or is Dr. Fauci a disgusting liar who's responsible for killing millions? And if he is, let's lock him up. You see my guy here. That's my, somebody sent me that Fauci doll. I bought a little prison, put him in the prison. That's how I feel about it. When people do illegal shit that gets people killed, lock them up. Leaders must be held accountable. These people have ruined life for so many Americans. They're ruining the future for our children. And now they're going to try to drum up World War III. They're really pushing for it. When Biden pulled out of Afghanistan, I said, I supported him pulling out. I said it was terrible the way he did it, and it was intentional the way they did it. They left the weapons behind. It would set the stage for the next war. And I said, don't, don't be mistaken, there will be another war. Well, I didn't know that they would try to start a war in Russia. That's way worse. That could be the end of civilization. This is Lieutenant Colonel Vindman. Remember this guy from the Ukraine phone call, everybody, uh, where, oh, Donald Trump needed to be impeached over this. It was The whole thing was so absurd. Of course, now Vindman is a hero to the left. He was nonpartisan. He was a, he was a veteran. He's nonpartisan. That's what they were saying. Here's what he's saying now about this. I think we're basically just on the cusp of war. I think it's all but certain in my mind that there's going to be a large European war on the order of magnitude of World War II with air power, sea power, massive ground forces offensives. I think that at this point, we also need to start preparing for the day after, the day of that outcome, for the humanitarian catastrophe that's going to unfold in Europe. 
And we're going to have to come to the reality that there are going to be seismic effects on the geopolitical landscape, the economic landscape. The American people should be aware of because there are going to be direct impacts on the U.S. economy, on U.S. national security. And we should just be doing everything we can to prepare for that. But the ball is in, in Putin's court. Hey, asshole. I don't give a rat's ass about the Ukraine. Sorry. My ancestors are from there. My DNA says that those are my people. But I don't know a single person living in the Ukraine. I wish them well. I do. I wish them well. I hope they can find a pathway to freedom. But I'm not going to send my boys over there to die over a border dispute on the other side of the world. If that's even what this is. If we knew Vladimir Putin was trying to invade the Ukraine and murder these people... I might be in support of that. But I don't trust anything that the media is telling me. They've lied about every war of my lifetime. Not interested, bud. No way. No way. You want my kids to go fight that war? Come over here and get them. Come over here. We're talking about it. I'll serve you up a cold beer and one of the bride's delicious tacos and a big helping of lick my butthole. Keep your bloody hands off my kids, you pervert. Joe Biden wants to take us to war with Ukraine. He wants to keep us masked up and boosted twice a year. And he doesn't know much. He doesn't know many things, but he knows America is racist. And he's going to fix it. He's the racist white man who's going to fix the racism. If you don't vote for Joe Biden, you ain't black. That guy is going to fix racism. How is he going to do it? He's going to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court. Doesn't know who he's going to appoint, but he knows that she's going to have a vagina and she's going to have more melanin in his skin than he has. Now, of course, if you watch TV, all the standard racists like Tucker Carlson and Clay Travis and Tim Poole are pointing out how announcing that you're only willing to hire a black woman is clearly racist and also against the law. I mean, dude, you're not going to consider any American Indians? You're not going to consider Filipinos? It's racist, bro. However, these racist Fox News hosts who are, are pointing this out, they're missing the bigger crime here. They're missing the bigger crime than Joe Biden's racism. When possible replacements have been discussed, we've heard names like Leandra Kruger, uh, Michelle Childs, Anita Earls, and the others that you see on the screen right now if you're watching. We've, we've, we've heard these names. They've been floated out by Joe Biden, well, by Joe Biden's people, as black women for the Supreme Court. But what I want to know, did anyone at CNN or on Joe Biden's team Ask these women how they identify. Did you ask these, I'm sorry, did you ask these people how they identify? How do you know they're women? Did you ask them? Or are you assuming they could be men with vaginas? It's incredibly sexist and transphobic to assume these people are women. Handsome feller, Rachel Maddow, named half a dozen candidates and proclaimed them to be black women without even asking them if they are women. Ugh, gross. Gross, Rachel. Gross. You're transphobic, bro. 
Here's what I think, though. Here's what I think is going to happen. This is pro- This might be crazy. I may be way off, but just putting two and two together, I think Scranton Joey Boy nominates Kamala. Kamala, Kamala, I give head for promotions, Harris. Kills two birds with one stone. He can get that hateable person with a vagina off his back while appointing a black woman to the Supreme Court and look like a hero for doing so. And then the Democratic Party can slide somebody likable into that VP seat so that they can run for president in 2024. Because if they don't do that, 2024, if Joe Biden doesn't run, well, that's Kamala's race. And she can't win because ain't nobody like her. Nobody likes that woman. The Democrats have talked about nothing but race and gender for five years. They can't nominate someone like, uh, I don't know, Mayor Pete Butt stuff without completely imploding their party. That would be racist. So I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. That's a, that's a guess. I'm probably wrong, but we'll find out soon enough. All right, my dudes and dudettes in our new weekly segment, Liberals Are Embarrassing. I give you this lovely nutter who showed up to the January 23rd DC protest against the mandates and went off calling everyone there pedophiles and white supremacist Trump lovers. Never mind that there were plenty of Joe Biden voters there. Never mind that there were plenty of black people. Whatever. Don't let facts get in the way of crazy. Thank you guys for watching. I love you. Get out there and spread some love and liberty this week and come back next week. We got four great shows coming up in the next two weeks. Thank you for listening.